I have no idea how you found this show, but I'm glad that you did. Hey, I'm John Hicks. Join me and my band of crazies today on the Retirement Solution Podcast. Thanks for joining us this week. You're listening to the Retirement Solution Podcast. I'm Jennifer Perry here with John Hicks. If you have a question for us, there are a couple of easy ways to reach out. Just go online to retirementsolutionradio.com or hit us up on Facebook with your questions for John. Do a search there for the Retirement Solution with John Hicks. Do you remember being a teenager and having to walk everywhere or run everywhere or, or at least beg for rides from mom and dad when you could? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And there's no question about that. You know, when you grew up in a farming community outside of Owensboro, Kentucky, like I did, it was kind of like, how can I get to where I need when my parents both got to work? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, because my dad was a small town lawyer, uh, ended up sitting on the bench. My mom taught school, you know, and so when I needed to get to baseball practice or football scrimmage in a different part of town and the bus wasn't running that day. I had to find a ride with someone. Yeah. I even hooked a ride on a tractor once, Jennifer. <laughs> I swear with God as my witness. It was the Troutmans. The Troutmans that lived, I don't know, what do you call it? The stones throw away uh-huh. from, from our property, which really meant like 1.3 miles. And I needed to go to the other side of their property. And it was a lot faster, believe it or not, to cut through their land. They probably had like 20-something acres. Mm-hmm. I got on their international harvester. <laughs> With Mr. Troutman, and uh, and we went across his property, and we probably saved about six minutes on that deal. No, it still took 30 minutes. Of Don't course, get me wrong. Yeah. It still took 30 minutes, but it still probably saved us about six minutes hey. to do it that way. Oh, But uh, when did you get your first car? Do you remember that? Um, Let's see. I was 17. 17. Um, and it wasn't for a birthday. It was because okay. I saved up enough money, and my parents figured, okay, so you played bumper car enough. Mm-hmm. Now you probably understand how to... How to run a vehicle. Yeah. And uh, how much did you pay for it? Um, the, the, the $4,400. Oh, it was a 1986 Thunderbird Super Coupe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, it had like 193,000 miles on it. <laughs> but it had a new paint job, so it looked good. Oh, nice. It had that velour interior, uh-huh. you know? I mean, it didn't have that sweet, rich Corinthian leather <laughs> that you're always hoping for. But the velour, but the, you know. But that velour interior, buddy, whoo, it that made the girls the swoon. <laughs> I'm sure it did. If, if a girl had ever seen the inside of that car, I would remember. I don't think right. they ever did. I don't think they ever did. Well, here's a, a reality shock for you here this weekend, John. The average price today for a new car is 10 times what you paid for yours back in the day. Yeah. The record high recently set, according to Kelly Blue Book, is 45,000 bucks. Good Good (laughs) gosh. So it's no secret to you. We've talked about, you know, the chip shortages and how that's factoring into all the supply issues right now. That's driving prices a lot higher. And auto industry analyst Ed Kim tells CBS News. It's absolutely nuts right now if you want to buy a new car. I would say you're pretty lucky if you're just paying MSRP. And uh, there are a good chunk of people who are paying well over stickers. That's if you can find the new cars on the lot right now, isn't it? I'm not going to lie to you. In the middle of this uh, past summer, uh, I got a call from Cross Jeep. And Cross gave me a call. They said, Mr. Hicks, we know that you bought a Jeep Wrangler from us in 2019, 
we would be happy to buy that from you back for $600 more than you paid for it. Oh, okay. No, I'm serious. And so I sold it back to him. <laughs> and so uh, two years old, I'd had the Jeep for about, I don't know, let's see, 19 months. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it was it was kind of the car that I liked to ride around in. It's but it didn't, it didn't get the kids in like the Swagger Wagon does, yeah. you know, my, my Toyota minivan. <laughs> so it was really more for fun. But, uh, but I ended up getting $600 more than I paid for that Jeep because they were going to sell it for more than msrp two years later guys but i'm saying i mean this is this is the world we're living in now Mm -hmm. so is that inflation is that hyperinflation? Forty-five thousand dollars for the average new car now that's including kias that's probably including lamborghinis it's just the average american car which blows my mind Mm -hmm. but are we starting to see this hyperinflation? are we starting to see that because uh, this week, Jack Dorsey, uh, if you don't know him, he's the Twitter CEO. He's the CEO of Tweet, 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 Tweet. Uh, he wasn't the one. I don't, I don't think he was the one that kicked uh, the president off. Okay. But, uh, but anyway, so he was the, the Twitter CEO. And one of the things he said is we are headed, the U.S. is headed for hyperinflation. He basically gave this as a warning, guys. He said it's here, and it's going to change everything we do. So when you think about that, if the average car cost right now is forty-five grand, here's what I want you guys to do. I want you to think for a quick second. How much did you pay for your first house? Hmm. Now, some of you that are millennials or in my age group, which would be Gen Xers, maybe you're thinking, ah, I paid about one hundred and eighty-three thousand bucks, or I paid one hundred and twenty-three thousand. But if you're thinking about retirement or you're already retired, you're probably thinking more along the lines of. I, mean, I paid about fifty-five grand or forty-two thousand dollars. Well, <laughs> think about it, guys. Next car. <laughs> That's the whole point. And so, if you think about it right now, an average new car costs what many people bought their first homes for in the early '80s. Mm. Guys, that's inflation. Now, here's what we're seeing. We've had low inflation for years and years and years and years. We've been in the one and a half to two percent range forever. But now we're starting to see crazy inflation. Um, as a matter of fact, year over year, we're seeing inflation in the United States between 5.3 and 5.8% on average goods and services. And hey, if you guys are getting Social Security, you know this, right? You know this because you are going to get a 5.9% increase in your Social Security payments. Woo! Sounds great. Party Should time, we all right? cheer? Should we all cheer? <laughs> well, I don't know. Because <laughs> Jennifer, I crunched the numbers on this. Uh-oh. And I hate to tell you. But your Medicare premiums are going up 6.7%. Oh, there it goes, out the door, <laughs> see, as fast as it see, came in. <laughs> yeah, I know. And see, they giveth one from one pocket and they taketh from the other. But see, guys, when we're looking at this, this is a big deal. So if we're starting to see, so I don't care about the Twitter CEO personally. I don't use his service uh, very often. Uh, but when you think about it, is we're seeing these car prices happen, and maybe that's chip shortages. I get it. I talk to you guys at Ford all the time. You're telling me all the time, man, they're cutting down you know, certain shifts because we can't get the chips. We can't put the cars together. Right. can't put the trucks together. I get that. But if you're looking at everything else, guys, the price of bacon year over year is up 28%. The price of gasoline, heck, I paid over guys i paid over four dollars a gallon when i was down in gatlinburg a week and a half ago mm. for fall break i paid over four dollars a gallon uh, at that point in time for gasoline so that's unbelievably higher than it was during the last administration for sure the question is this what are we going to do if inflation's really here to stay 
Maybe we had such a low inflationary period for so long it's finally caught up to the government printing presses, because that's what I attribute all this to. And guys, if you really look at it, inflation is probably the sneakiest invisible tax we will ever have to deal with in our lives, because it makes every single thing that we've saved less valuable. And the only one that can help control it essentially is our government. They're the ones at the helm. Either the Treasury is issuing free money or the Fed is giving monetary policy or our politicians are playing this fiscal policy game. Whatever they're doing, they're the ones in charge of it, and they've let it gone astray. They've screwed it up, guys. But what if it's here to stay and it's your time to retire or you're already retired? See, guys, more than any time in the last recent decade, heck, almost 15 years, more than any other time, we have to be careful with our dead money. Dead money. This is money in our portfolio that's either earning nothing because it's in our CDs. And what are those things paying? Mm. They're paying 5.3%? No. 6.5%? Are they even even paying what Social Security is going up, 5.9%? Heck no. They're not even paying 1%. What about the money markets? Are those paying anything? Mm. Nope. What about our bonds and our portfolios? Now, guys, this is a big one because most people say, well, John, you're talking about our money at the bank, and I know that doesn't pay anything, but my portfolio, John, my portfolio is very sound. I subscribe to the Jack Bogle Vanguard system, 60-40, I'm great to go. Except for when you open that thing up, and I pray that you do from time to time, you're going to find out that those bond funds have lost us between 0.5 to 7.9% year-to-date alone. That's why I'm saying they're part of dead money, because, guys, interest rates have barely started going up right now. They've barely started going up, and we're already seeing losses in bonds. And, yes, it works like a teeter-totter. Interest rates are on one side, and the value of our bonds are on the other. If interest rates go up, and please, if you're driving, don't use your hands. But if you're not driving, just do me a favor, because it's going to be the easiest way you can understand this. If you put both your left and your right hand out even, and you use one side as interest rates and the other side like a teeter-totter, if interest rates go up, what happens to the value of your current bonds? It's sinking to the ground, isn't it? Yeah. They go down, which is why we've seen bonds lose money. And guys, bonds are at the highest they've ever been in valuation. Because interest rates have steadily fallen since 1981. They are the worst potential performer for the next 10 years in our investment portfolios. But Jennifer, we've been told that's supposed to be the safe part. That's supposed to be the part that we should put our money in as we're getting closer to retirement, which is why many of you out there may be saying, man, my portfolio isn't doing that good. Mm -hmm. And I've got 60% on the safe side. Guys, we have to fix the dead money. There are so many different ways that you can actually get 4 to 6% without very much risk at all on your dead money. We can't afford, we cannot afford to earn nothing or lose money on the safe portion of our portfolio. If we get 4 to 6% on money that's losing us, guys, that's an exponential rate of return. But for most of us, it might be three, four, or five times we're currently earning. That is the minimum of what we have to do right now. Because the next thing that happens, if we keep having rates like this, instead of $45,000 for a car, if we're going to retire, 10 years from now, instead of paying $5 for a hamburger, it's $19. Or 10 years from now, our Medicare premiums are four or five times what they currently cost. Or our prescription drugs cost $700 a month. 
Guys, that's what inflation does. If we're not protecting ourselves and our portfolios and our income from that inflation, we may already be losing the battle. But it doesn't have to happen that way. Get the right plan and get it today. Like what you hear? Be sure to hit the subscribe button. And thanks for listening to The Retirement Solution with John Hicks. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. J. Hagen Capital is a registered investment advisor. To find out if John Hicks is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Hagen Capital Incorporated is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance products and annuities offered through John Hicks. Kentucky Insurance License Number 99882. 